Welcome to This Is Not A Circular, a podcast for Trade Gallery. More podcasts can be found at tradegallery.org. Today I'm in Liverpool uh, with Leo Fitzmaurice uh, in the bottom of uh, John Moore's library in the in the basement. So uh, welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming down. Cheers. Yep. Thanks for inviting me. Um, well, I'll start off with a sort of an, um, perhaps an easy question. Really, is um, I wonder what were your interest in was in um, the piece of work that you made. Uh, this is it, but it's but that's all right. This is it. But it's on the, um, was the circles of, of flyers, wasn't it? Right, okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me. <laughs> titles. I'm, I'm really bad at titles and they can, they can, get, they can get reused quite often. Because um, I, I like the titles, they're almost like separate pieces of work. So um, I sometimes recycle them a bit like the, the actual paper in, in the flyer artwork. Um, sorry, what was, what was the question? What? What was your interest in making it? Uh, my interest in making it—it's—I've uh, been—I've been making them for for quite a while. It's—it's it's really hard to sort of trace things back to the start, but I find that um, the starting point for most things that I do are like these simple observations. Um, and one of the starting point for the flyerworks was um, when I was working a tower block in Liverpool, and um, there was probably about in this tower block there's about 180 flats and about 100 of them were empty and we had access as artists to, uh, to, the, to the empty flats so we used to go in and out of the doors and in, in e- behind each of the doors there was a lot, a lot of like left newspapers and flyers and junk mail and it, it, it kind of occurred to me that, that it, this, this junk was repeated behind each of these doors and then, then it sort of the idea dawned on me that I could collect it and then start to sort of generate uh, images based on this repetition. So it's uh, you know it's a kind of modernist, old modernist tower block, consumer architecture, um, and the, these things had sort of generated and been stored behind all the, all of these doors. So that was the initial starting point. But then once I started working with the material, I was just thinking this is. This is quite fascinating stuff, and it's, it has a lot of thought and effort put into it, into designing it and making it, and then it's it's just chucked. So, um, and its 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 pure function is to get you to buy something or to, or to go somewhere, but it, it it doesn't have a a reason for being itself. It's just there, as I say, as a sort of direct a direction sign in a way. So it, it was quite nice to sort. Of Prioritise the stuff and just think, you know, it's it's horrible as well, but it's it's also uh, incredibly sort of fascinating. So I like I like quite like things like that. So these flyer works that I've been doing are kind of try and harness that sort of dysfunctional energy of of these uh, of these designs and then sort of. I don't know. Put them in another direction, or give them give them a new energy or a new meaning. So that that that's pretty much the flyer mm. idea. So it's like the because um, they look they're quite striking as like 
as like geometric forms. It's not as if you kind of spell out something with them. It's not as if they go into making kind of more meaning. It's like yeah. it, it's using kind of just pin it down to the aesthetics of the of the thing. Yeah, I mean, in a way, that's completely right. It's like the aesthetics are there to free up the meaning, and then uh, for it to be open ended. Uh, and some of the things I've done that might be more slightly more directed in 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 their meaning, but they're never fully resolved into this is what this means. So I think that's quite important. I mean, the original material is incredibly focused as to as to the outcome that is required, and I presume it must be quite um, quite good at that, or or people would stop making the flyers. So they must tap into our psyche in some way and uh, the colours and the designs and subject matter but but by blanking or repeating the information so often that it becomes like a chant or whatever it kind of um, suddenly opens it up to a whole new sort of experience yep um, I mean when I was when I I'm trying to make some notes. Yeah, the thing about it is unused potential. It's almost like yeah, they didn't all end up where they should have been. <laughs> but also, like, there's one of the yeah. works that's in a box. It's a box of these things. Yeah. it's not as even. It's not as if they got past the distribution <laughs> bit. Yeah, that was a sort of an elegant flip. Well, I shouldn't say that about my own work, but um, it, it's that. It's almost like that lack of even arranging it it was basically the boxes the box of flyers they were stacked in two stacks within the box and I just took them out and then stacked them lengthways in, within the box and it formed this because the, the design bent around the spine of these brochures um, then uh, it was like this image this tiny slice of the image was repeated and it kind of created a landscape I thought that was like really Really nice within the box. Actually, the original image of that was was a child's face. So um, by by just repeating this this sort of slice through through a face, if you like, the repeated image, it became a landscape. So it's it was like a portrait landscape as well. So it has, a, has other sort of meanings, which was you, you wouldn't need to know, but I, I quite I, I found that quite nice as well. So yeah, it's it's kind of destabilizing the original. And giving it a, a new life, yeah. They, they, they wear. I think much of the, much of that material doesn't find its target, if you like. So, um, and a lot of it's it's got from places like re- recycling places, or it, it was about to go to recycling. So, uh, it's it's rescuing it from a. I think someone, I think it's Graham Parker sort of commented on it. He said it was like, I'm, I'm pulling things out of sort of this this downward flow of detritus to be or something like that. I was pulling it. It's almost like there's this flow, it's like a waterfall, and you're sort of dipping hands in and out, just pulling this material out and just giving it a bit of attention on its way downhill, down the slope. Do you ever see it as like a critique? Trying to think of a less forceful word, but yeah. you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Trying to, do you think of it as a um, somehow commenting on the actual structure of the art, art kind of world itself? 
no. I mean, it could be seen as a critique of yeah, because a lot of the a lot of them are arts arts flyers, but I I don't really. I mean, it's 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 visual material. I mean, I suppose the simplest sort of uh, way I'd, I'd see it is it's a bit like it's our visual environment. These things are probably the, the kind of most forceful visual material that we have around us, and. Um, I mean, the Impressionists went out and they, they kind of did paintings of the uh, light changes. Um, and I guess they were influenced, obviously, by photography, and, uh, uh, even in a negative way. But I think our, the era that we have is kind of most defined by uh, even more kind of layers of mediation of the, of the image and of, of media. So um, it's a way of kind of negotiating that. It's... It's just what I see as um, th- these are these are the most fascinating things to look at. So I want I want to find ways of opening them up to, to look at them without them uh, sort of focusing or directing us to sort of sort of traditional forms of behaviour. I don't know. It's kind of uh, f- just freeing freeing language. I think I think a lot of what I do is is very simply about um, refreshing language, I think, in some one, one, one way or another. That, I guess an outsider see that often as in terms of you abstract something so it, it, it becomes like almost so it has more possibility, like you can't, yeah. the phrase is out of um, uh, paper copier, Packs, yeah. so you move, or you know, there's the news agents without the, any words on. So it's almost yeah. like by removing the words, it's like yeah. abstracting it and allowing it to yeah. talk about more things. Yeah, I think I think there is there is something. It's quite a key thing. It is a form of abstraction, I'm sure. I, I, that's what I think of it as. But it's not traditional form of abstraction. Is is slightly different. This is there's these specific kind of category of ob- information objects that uh, that we're just sort of drowning in at the moment and these are the kind of more physical end, I mean obviously there's, there's all forms of screen based as well um, and it, it's basically um, it's almost like prioritising the physicality of them rather than their textual information uh, kind of fr- freeze them up uh, to appreciate them in in a completely open-ended way, and yeah, I guess my my work has shown a, a range of those possibilities. But part of it, I think, hopefully, is an encouragement to for people to sort of act in a, in a non-prescriptive way with with within their physical uh, environment. I mean, if someone comes into a gallery and sees the work, it's not yeah. prescribed what the outcome is. Or yeah, certainly the reading of it, but also when they go out of a gallery, they're kind of we're surrounded by this stuff, and I think I think we we are kind of harassed by it now. I know I'm picking material that's that's obviously harasses people, like advertising, um, or obviously directs them. But in, in a way, all we are kind of starting to drown in information. Um, and the only way we can free ourselves up is by just 
loosening up the meaning of it and it, for, for it not to dominate us and for us to sort of find new ways th- through it and t- to sort of um, subvert it and to sort of push it out in, in, in new ways. So I think for me personally, it gives me freedom. The, the, all these activities um, uh, allow, allow freedom in, in what I find is an increasingly um, uh, oppressive <laughs> sort of situation. I don't know if that's over overstating. So it's not. It, it's it's bizarrely. It's not. Um, you can't critique anything because there isn't anything. To critique, critique. It's, it's almost like this. All of this stuff's generated because uh, allegedly there's there's more freedom of communication, but um, but it still oppresses the individual. This freedom of information. So um, I think there's something intensely sort of channeling about information. Um, so you just need to sort of break that down and create non-information, and then that allows that allows a kind of more of a, an ability to experience now this now. So we're not we're not worried about trying to get this thing at this at this place or, or at that time. We can we, we just it, it's just kind of leveling it in some way, and we can touch it or imagine touching it, and we can see it, and we're, we're in the space where it is, and. Um, it's okay. It, that's it, you know. Do, do you think it's a way of artists not being political in a way? Like, um, if we use abstraction as a, a means yeah. to talk to other people, is it a way of avoiding political confrontation in, or yeah. having an agenda or, or yeah. reducing work to a point in which it doesn't particularly yeah. say anything? Uh, I think... For me, for me personally, uh, it's it's a way of me negotiating my situation in 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 the world, and it's a, it's a, a way for me um, making the world fresh and new <laughs> in a way each day. Sounds like sort of pat or whatever, but it's um, it does. Uh, it's it's just a very important aspect of of my life. Um, that's not that's not political, but it's it is everything. I think it's uh, the, the it's, it's a, yeah. So if I'm not saying that everybody should do that, but um, I I am doing that. I think if everybody starts from that that point of view, then. Uh, things things could be incredibly different. Uh, it's basically that that idea of people like freeing themselves up and saying, "How how am I going to go forward today?" You know, what what sort of seeing the situation and then reacting to the situation, um, and that's that's not a political or non-political thing, but. Um, I just don't see many people doing that. You know, I just see an awful lot of people uh, trying to get another piece of information that they think is going to get so- suddenly solve everything for them. You know, it's like uh, if I get, it's, it's just the, the only reason why I'm unhappy or I'm not uh, things aren't working is because I, I haven't quite got to the, the the things that I need to know. And you're thinking, well, you've already got the things you need to know. You just need to sort of just be aware of it. Um, 
Which is me. It's all right. It's already here. <laughs> so it's a bit Buddhist. It is weirdly, yeah. There is that. There is that sense of, yeah. That's not political, is it? It's a form of. It's a form of. Negotiating the here, here and now. Yeah, that's what I think my work is about. Do you make work every day? Yeah, when you say make work, I mean, I do things. I do things every day. Some uh, sometimes they're they're working on things, um, the projects that are ongoing that I've been doing for for many years, and then I mean, but the best days for me is when something happens, and one way of looking at something switches to suddenly a new way of looking at the same thing and it kind of opens up a whole kind of series of possibilities and that's they're very 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 special things and they don't happen that often um, certainly not every day so then you're left with the kind of ongoing thing that um, I may have told myself a few days ago or a month ago or, or maybe ten years ago that this this was this is a fantastic thing and I want I want to know what it what it's going to be. And then I go back to that and think, you know, I, I still believe in this and but I still need to sort of carry on with it. So um yeah, I would say yeah, that I'm I'm do something every day. But it takes many obviously it takes many forms of coming making things or it can some some days I just I think I've just gotta go out for a walk and let's just go for a walk all day. Um, just at an industrial estate or something like that. Somewhere where you shouldn't go for a walk, just non a non non places I quite like. So um I have a series of different things that I do and making is is almost like a default. Uh that's what I just get on with. Um it's a sort of filler. You know. <laughs> Um, does your work always resolve itself in, in a sort of um, um, in a, something that's aesthetic? Like I, I'm thinking of flyers mainly. Yeah. They are very. It's a very aesthetic resolution to quite a complex problem about yeah. being someone who's in a saturated environment. Yeah. I wondered if that's always the way that you make it work. Yeah, I mean, it, I would say it's certainly in terms of aesthetics, I think that, but I always sort of fairly humble in some way uh, because it's, we're surrounded by already all, all these things already have aesthetic kind of qualities, and it's just being sensitive to whatever they are. So um, I try to whatever harness whatever material I have, and trying to it's the, not so much the aesthetics, but the essence of that material. And in in the fly, a case of flyers, it's the aesthetics is is everything about them. So um, I, I kind of work with material and think, uh, what is it about this that I want to keep, and what is it that I want to get rid of? Or that, I mean, there's various strategies. Um, there are other things because I said I just mentioned I went out, I kind of go out on walks quite a bit, and I always carry um, my phone, camera phone around, and over the last sort of maybe 10 years I've been 
well, since camera phones came out, I've been taking shots and never thinking of them as art in any way, uh, but just as a sort of note, visual notebook. And more recently, I've been looking back over them, and the things that have worked best and have a sort of resonance, um, I'm not sure if it's aesthetics, but they have a sort of... They, they, they're on the edge of... They have a rightness to them, don't know. Um, and that that rightness comes out of almost a set of things that are set up by the things that are in the image. Um, so it's it's this thing that catches your eye as you're walking along, and it's um, and I've never thought about these things because a lot of the time you would rule it out saying that's not interesting. But looking back on them and thinking, it's everything about the situation that has set up a kind of problem. Uh, but then also resolved it, but not quite. So it's 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 got it's got a sort of problem and attention, and potential resolution. And I, but it's still a completely mysterious thing. And I look back at some of these these things, and they are. Um, I think that's how I see the world. You know, I kind of see it as um, as as a potential sort of puzzle and there's a, there's a, there's a point when um, you can heighten something to the, to the point where it almost becomes something else but it, it, it's still it's still itself I don't know, there's, there's a sort of um, but it never it never solely fully gives itself up Some, there's those sorts of things, does that make sort of rambling slightly yeah. but I think that's probably quite essential mm-hmm. you know there's that's the thing, the little, the thing that sort of gets gets you about things. I think it's got there's got to be that thing that sort of gets you and um, sets up a sort of puzzle, but never totally. It never resolves. You can't go away knowing that that's what it was. And these things I'm finding now in in the world. I'm, th- I'm you know sometimes question whether I should even be making things. And even people have seen these images saying, well, why why do you make work? And I I guess the answer to that is I will go go through some of these observations. Like I said at the beginning, a lot of my work starts from these kind of simple observations. And some of them do need to be worked through, and they do generate things that are are much greater than the original observation. And other things literally have to stay there. They just stay there. That's a perfect observation. Not not saying that I've made a perfect observation. It, It existed... I found it. I found the thing. Whereas other things um, can be can be an, an ongoing sort of thing. I mean, one thing I saw was um, many. It was one of the first things I I photographed the camera, and it was um, you know wet weather. Tops of cigarette packets get detached from the bottoms of the cigarette packets, and they flatten out because the glue. The glue sort of weakens, and you end up with something that that looks like a football shirt. You know, I mean, Marlborough is the classic example because it even when it was flattened out, it even had a little white V where where the the sort of shirt would be. So you've got the the, the flattened side packet form the sort of um, shirt sleeves, and then the V where the neck would be, and it's like a little torso, and it's got Marlborough crossed in the right direction, so it's uh, it, it looks like. Um, Sponsorship right across the front of the shirt. I mean, that was 
it was in itself a little sort of miracle. But um, over the years, I mean, I've been collecting these cigarette packets that I've been finding, and each time I find one, it, it, it refreshes the idea and it, it, it kind of deepens the idea. And now I've got like 500 of them. And, uh, you know, I've published a book with Locus Plus and uh, I'm hoping to show these um, cigarette packet tops in, in Manchester and Cube. So hope, hopefully that's going to go ahead. But uh, I'm glad I didn't stick with just keep the photograph of that thing on the, on the floor because what I'm finding now is it's it's almost like um, trawling through because these things are international. You're trawling through uh, uh, sort of lots of things that you'd never really anticipate. So, for instance, most of the cigarette packets I picked up when I was in China were um, red and gold, which is the Chinese flag. It's also the Chinese football team. Whereas you know the, the colours that are most predominant in England are red, white, and blue cigarette packets. And um, in Hungary, green cigarette packets are popular, and obviously green occurs in the flag. They're the you know the, their best team is top in their wherever their league is is um, is a green. They're, they're green shirts. So we don't have green shirts in England. I mean, it's just suddenly you've got they're they're the really kind of obvious kind of things, but you know you've got. The, the graphic design on them is so specific to certain countries and certain eras, and um, it's it suddenly this thing is going in so many different directions. And it was just an ob- a single observation in the street. Um, so it's knowing for me, it's knowing what to carry forward and what what is perfect already. Or well, when I say, but like I say, I'm big big myself up. But what <laughs> it's just having that thing is. I can't improve on that. It already it's existed. It has, you know, got to know when you're beaten. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, and also I've got to have something to do in between these observations, which don't occur. I mean, like, you could you te- you can go out with a camera. I don't go out with a camera to take photographs. As I say, it's my mobile. But you can go out. I can spend all day going walking. Not. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens, you know. So, yeah, it's difficult to predict. So I've been rambling quite a lot. Where, where have I? That's right. Um, I think that's. Uh, um, can't even remember what your question was now, but hopefully that's answered it. I can't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. That, I mean, I guess leading on from that, like, in a way, printed things are something that's very self-contained. Mm. You know, it's not like a sprawling internet or a conversation, or it's very yeah. particular and it's everything's set. It's mm. like you've used kind of magazines and books and, and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, so yeah. cigarette packets kind of fixed about the size and dimensions. Yeah, and yeah. All kind of. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not going to move or change. No. It's not to surprise you. It's like it's, it's all yeah, there. Yeah, there is. Well, it it, it kind of yes, it, it, that's right. Yeah, but it obviously can surprise you, which is which is more surprising than I don't know. You kind of there's an equivalent in film. Um, my my son's like really into films with special effects and. 
he's, he's ten. Um, so the more special effects, the better. But he, he is aware that um, that is the nature of film. So he's already getting to the stage where he's thinking, he's now kind of watching The Office or something like that and uh, realising that actually something that's really humdrum and, and, and very mundane without any special effects can be more powerful in a way. It can, get, it can get into, kind of get into your head more because it, because it's more sort of every day in a, in a way. And I think they're, that, that they're the points when um, things, things can get re- refreshed or remade because, be, because they turn our everyday lives on, on, on the head. And um, I'm sure there's a generation of people growing up that sort of certain activities on on the internet are like that, and they will be every day. But they'll they probably never will be for me. So, my, so my my relationship to it is, um, you know, I, I kind of use it a lot, and I can I can sort of imagine certain bits that that have become every day. But I, and I, I can imagine ways of making work about that, but I can't. I'm already spending too much time <laughs> just checking my emails. So um, for me personally, it's probably not a way I'd go. But if if I did, it it would be it would be that everyday humdrum kind of currency that we have with what we do in that situation. Your website's quite particular in that it's 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 a list of links, but they're not links. They're like the links that you have to copy and paste into the top of the browser to make them work. Yeah. I thought it's sort of, you know, doing a bit of research, it was quite interesting because, you know, you'd end up on a website where you're in a, you're in a, a group show yeah. and the, they haven't titled them properly, so you're not sure whose work is what. Yeah. And then, yeah. But because there's no definitive answer on your website, yeah. it's not like you can confirm which of these images are yours and which <laughs> are someone else's. So in my head, there's, there's pieces of work that I generally thought you'd done, yeah. and, and I realised by like cross-checking them with the like about ten different other websites that it wasn't your work at all. It was someone else's <laughs> that it just happened to be in the same show. Yeah, it is. That that is really interesting because you you know saying. That that's that that's very, that's a sort of dichotomy because we were talking about print being permanent and then going to my website to find sort of a definitive statement. I don't I don't know. Um, I think yeah, it's it's basically you know I'm not of a, of a generation that's kind of grown up with the internet as as being part of my extended uh, experience of the world. So. I've I've kind of grown up. It's it's sort of gradually coming. That there was a space that I know um, that wasn't that was without it, and that was all there was. And so, so there's this um, all these possibilities are coming to me from uh, in in a way an exterior. They're, they're, they're like an exterior. Obviously, as I say, I use use them a lot, but I kind of feel as though I have. A chance to think about my relationship to each one of these possibilities, um, almost as they become available. Whereas, uh, you know, as I say, the next generation, probably your generation, sort of grow up within it. So it's it's um, 
that's partly the a, a reason why that there is that. There's also um, there's I've talked and I've talked to a lot of people about uh, websites, and there's all sorts of. I, I guess it's probably about it's about fifty fifty uh, artists that that I respect that that have their own website and that don't. So, you know, certainly the the jury's kind of out on, uh, you know, it. But uh, you know, various people have um, I've talked to, and I mean, I've talked. To, I mean, Dan Pachowski read it chat with him he uses it quite a lot he's obviously kind of goes around the planet all the time just doing doing stuff and he's he said the thing that stuck in my mind was he said it was like a hub uh and that that's quite an interesting it's a hub where people can find out about your about about you and i thought that that's a really sort of sensible way of looking at it from my own point of view i just thought well there's already a lot of stuff out there. Much of it is is absolutely f- fatuous rubbish about me, and that's about me. You know. So I'm, I imagine that say if I if I if I Google my name and look through the stuff that was about me, probably maybe one percent of it I would sort of think was any good or even truthful. Uh, so I was thinking, well, I should at least prioritise that. So that's that's kind of what I do. Um, I haven't generated any more information because then I've got to make definitive... Like you say, in, in a way you are making definitive statements about how that relates to that. And I don't know if that is the artist's job because... Um, and it never has been. You, you, you make work and then it goes out into the world. It doesn't go out into your little world. I mean, it'd be very nice if, if it did. It'd be wonderful. But if I make a piece of work... In, in a group show, it's, it, it then has its life in that group show. And then if it's stored on that site and someone sees it in relation to the projects that go on at that gallery, that becomes its life. So well, I'm quite happy with, not happy with those things, but that's the way culture's always worked mm-hmm. anyway. And then there's, there's this artist website, it's sort of like, but then this is what we want, I want people to think. And I'm, I don't know what that means because I don't. I don't know. Um, I might, I, you know, I, I suppose you know it's the sort of thing you do perhaps before you die. It's like kind of arrange these things and say, "Oh, that's this is as far as I'm going to get." So now I'm going to define what it's about. But until that point, um, and even then, it, I'm going to have to say, "Well, I think this is. I think I've got a lot of mileage now. That's going somewhere else. It's already it's still in." It's still in flux, so I don't really want to pin it down yet. So th- there are other reasons for, for not doing it. And then because all of these things are in flux, and I haven't quite decided what they are, to put them on the website, it, you're kind of almost pinning them down before you're ready to. So I, I'm quite, I quite like that uncertainty that people have. They will see the work cropping up, but they've only got the same level of uncertainty as I have. And... Um, it keeps everything naturally in flux. So there's that. There's all those sorts of issues which which I've got. Um, there are projects that I've got that that I'd like to specifically do for the internet. Mm-hmm. So they they're, they're projects that that would make use of um, a website as a, as a hub for particular 
series of activities, and that's probably a completely different thing. Yes, which is, again, that's another thing. It kind of goes back to um, you're actually changing the, f- the format of all of this material to fit onto a website, which is, I, th- I think it's, it's very important for a lot of the things that I'm making physically, for people to actually go to a, a space and see the things physically. For, them, for people to, to come to the website and think they've experienced my work, it's like, um, well, it... it it's not the experience that I meant. You know, you're gonna have to sort of, if if they think it's, they've seen documentation of a show at a gallery that they think was interesting. They need to go if they're if they've got a show on somewhere else, they need to go and see it because that's what the work is. It's not, it's not the documentation of that gallery. But it's very obvious when it's the documentation of the gallery. But if it's your website somehow, it's oh we've done Leo Fitzmaurice. We've done him. It's got it's got everything there. Pick a mix. I'll have, I'll have two of those for the next group show, and that's it. But it's so there's a sort of I think there was a there was a laziness to it as well. And all, and, and I know artists that have got quite really made an effort with a website two years ago. And it's still the same. Yeah. So then you've got that problem, which is like it's two years out of date. Either that, or you update it every two, two months, which then takes a little load of time. It's really nice finding um, website links that don't go anywhere. Like yeah, you'll have you go on the gallery's website; it links to the artist's website. Yeah, and it's like it comes up with a whole new page. You know? <laughs> this is this this domain's for sale. I, love that, <laughs> you know? I might make a collection of them. <laughs> yeah, let's say it's we we are artists, and you know all of these things keep us away from what we're doing, unless we're web artists. Um, but isn't isn't life a lot more like? Uncertain that, in a way, like mm. things will be mediated whether you like them or not. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's it's a, there's a chance there to to grab hold part of that mediation. Yeah. Um, and you know, mediating your ideas through that print, or you know. Yeah. Um, you mean say it's grab hold of the opportunity of the website, but or maybe. But yeah, I think it's it's absolutely different for each mm. artist. I mean. Some artists are kind of using the websites quite naturally or creatively. Um, it, you know, I haven't. Again, it's not really got a kind of issue with it. It's just, it's it's kind of my response, which is like, um, I don't particularly want a website, but there's already stuff, a swamp of stuff to get through on me, let alone you know everyone else. Yeah, but it's quite nice in a way because it. Like you say, it's a hub. It doesn't really give yeah. you, provide you with anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like almost, yeah, it's not doing what a web show. Yeah. Website. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is something about. It's yeah. It's it's like an equivalent almost of some of the things I'm doing with text, which is yeah. It's making you aware of it by by its dysfunctionality. It's making you aware of. It, you know th- this interface. It's, it's, this is the thing. Is it helping you get to something, or is it stopping you get something? Um, but yeah, it's just. I am very aware of it as a, as a sort of thing, and, and and I think a lot of artists that use it creatively as well are aware of it as a sort of problem, or or a, almost like equivalent as this physical stuff. You know, it's not kind of. Seamless. I don't know. It's not. Um, it's not the sort of this sort of pure 
thing. There's nothing pure about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Good talking to you.